0: Morning, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the IGDC podcast where we talk to creatives, photographers, and artists around DC. This week we have an incredible guest. Well, I'm just going to introduce him right off the bat. Uh, Austin Graff, incredible local photographer, man around town, father, husband, uh, writer, uh, everything under the sun. He, uh, there's nothing you can't describe him with. Um, I'm your host, Andy Filicotti. You can find me on Instagram, some guy. And I'm here with Holly Gardner. Hi. Who <laughs> you can find on Instagram <laughs> under Go Lightly, uh, and Austin, how can we find you on Instagram?
1: Hi, everyone. I'm pumped to be here, and you can find me at Austin K, which is my middle initial, obviously. Graph. Austin K. Graph. Okay, G-R-A-F-F. that sounds. Yeah, G R A F F. Not to be confused with <laughs> grass. A lot of people say, think it's grass, but it's graph. F as in
0: Frank. We'll also include a link to his uh, username, and also hopefully you already follow him. So. So, well, they already follow. And yeah, and if you and if you follow Austin, you know he's always around town, seeing everything and posting all in his stories. Uh, I just gotta ask, how do you get around town? How do you? I mean you're everywhere I don't even know
1: how you have this much energy good question I do have a lot of energy which I'm grateful for and um but I love exploring the town and I actually like to do public transit so even though I could use like Lyft or Uber I try to bike everywhere even when it's snowing I grew up in Russia my whole life so even when it snows it's no big deal Um, my my winter coat is a very light jacket so even in the dead of winter I try to bike everywhere and DC is actually pretty like small city like my first year living in DC I just metroed and I thought it was like a huge city and when I stopped mentoring and decided to bike everywhere I'm like oh wait you can like go from Chinatown to like Mount Vernon Square in like Two minutes, when, whereas on the metro, I thought it was like miles away. Oh yeah. So All I try to, yeah, totally. so I always try to bike. I try to run. And actually, like the metro, despite its problems, I really do enjoy <laughs> the metro and grateful for it. And the bus. And what helps actually is my family is into the the Fitbit challenge, and so every week we try to compete against each other, and we're very competitive. And I have to win, and not just like by like a few thousand steps. Like I want to like slaughter them. <laughs> and so that is actually insp- inspiration to explore. It's like you can't compete because. I live in DC and I'm going to get at least 25,000 steps a day so that I could win.
0: What's the most amount of steps you my strategy
1: in a week? In in a week? Good question. My (laughs) daily record has been 78,000 steps. In one day? Yeah, but actually not in DC. That was when I was exploring Seattle and playing with my nephews who wanted to go on like five bike rides. And I was like, and I got up at four in the morning to go (laughs) on a three hour run. So I wouldn't recommend (laughs) it, but that's my record. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, it was like a slow run because um, it was raining, and it was in the forest in Seattle, which I'm terrified of wildlife, and I was convinced a bear was going to kill me. But I survived, and here we are today. Like we said, he has lots of energy. <laughs> I do, I do. I assume you were well-caffeinated that day. <laughs> yes, I was. And Actually, there's a lot of some good members of the IGDC community that are on Fitbit as well, like DC City girls, is big into it and a few others. <laughs> Thanks, Mr., for, mis- thanks, mister, for uh, meowing there. Um, <laughs> Although we're literally doing this in, in Andy's kitchen, which is amazing, and he has two amazing cats. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, Megan's uh, hiding him. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: But that, that's really just insane. Um, yeah, I, I think the most of the steps I've done is like 30,000. And I was like, dead oh, that's I good. 30,000. So, yeah. Apparently,
1: I, I recently read a Washington Post article where I work about how the average that they, they calculated may not be correct, but at least as it stands, the average American gets 5,000 steps. The average active American gets 10,000 a day. So 30,000 is, is good. Yeah, I'm, that's one day of my life. <laughs>
2: that's uh, true. that's not every
1: day. Come yeah. on, Andy. <laughs> come on. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, we have to ask everybody, what is, what year did you join Instagram and why?
1: Good question. So I joined, so I've never been an early adopter of things. So Instagram started in 2010, was it? Yep. And October. I started October. October. Okay. I think I started late of 20. 11 after one of my friends was on Instagram and from, she was like one of the first users and she would post photos. And one day I went to her, I'm like, have you heard of Instagram? She's like, yes. Like I've (laughs) like posted daily photo for a year. And at the time I really wanted to like get into photography, had always been interested in it. And I had a kind of a weird style then where I really liked taking photos crooked. So every time I went on a trip, especially internationally with friends, they would take I would travel with these two photographers and they would take amazing photos. And then I would post my photos on Facebook at the time and then later Instagram. And they all were slightly crooked, which I thought was a cool artistic style. But they would always make fun of me and I never understood why. And now that I know a little bit better, it's like, oh, that's like breaking all the rules. But if you go to some of my earlier posts, you'll see some crooked photos, which I haven't, like now that I. And more into Instagram, I haven't gone to delete my original post. You can see my very first post, which is like not good at all, but it's still there. Same. I have not
2: deleted... Much okay. So yeah, I, I, think
1: to, I think it's good. I think it's good to keep the old ones. Yeah, I agree. Like, I truly think like social media, including Instagram, is about authenticity and connect, connecting with people. And if that's who you were then, crooked photos and all, <laughs> that's who you are. And that's your authentic self. So I will hopefully never delete those. Unless and people make and you with. mostly use your phone. Like,
0: you've never used a camera ever.
1: Yeah, I know, no, never. Actually, this year wow. my wife was like, that's insane. and I would love. I have a list of things I want to do before, which I'm. I intentionally left out before I die because it's like before whenever it could be before I'm 80 year. Hopefully I don't live that long, or like before I'm 50 <laughs> wow. or something like that. And one is, and I created it when I was like seven. And the first thing is buy a professional camera which is interesting and i haven't done that yet and this year my wife is actually she asked if i would want to get one so i'm exploring and i've asked a few people for recommendations um, including people of, of igdc well
2: we have a an article that might be awesome. helped for you that's
1: right actually i think actually someone
2: said <laughs> what's that link oh
0: uh, yeah there, we have a, a list of we'll great cameras drop Instagram. the link here yeah i'll drop the link all right awesome uh, speaking of the website austin also wrote a coffee dc coffee guide for instagrammers um yeah, I don't even know how you went to all these places, but he's pretty much visited every coffee shop in D.C. and taken photos and reviewed the coffee. And uh, I yeah. mean, how many cups of coffee are you having a day at this point?
1: Oh, so many. This is like my fifth, which <laughs> I, I did not start drinking coffee until like three years ago. And now I can't stop. It's really stop. ramping up on you. It's crazy. And it's bad because I can't drink coffee unless there's sugar and cream in it. Oh. So it's like really bad for me. You ever get espresso or you always just I, get? Uh, I did once, but it made me kind of like freak out. And so I'm like banned from ever having an espresso. I like, not I didn't have like a nervous breakdown, but I definitely like got more paranoid. And like I've never Bostonon been like that before. Yes, yes. I actually yes. Red Bull and my drink of choice in college was a Jagerbomb. which oh, yeah. Red Bull. I actually still like <laughs> this. Those. Oddly so explains After a lot. the podcast, <laughs> we'll go to H Street and get a Jagerbomb. H Street is <laughs> definitely a good place for. Uh, <laughs> yes, for- yes it's that for is true. For a <laughs> it's so true. <laughs>
2: Uh, this is awesome. So because you don't have a camera, you have your phone always. That's, you know, the camera you have is the best camera you can have, right? Yeah. It's like the one that's on you. Um, what, how you, you explore your city and your world so thoroughly. How did you, or why did you decide to bring photography into it? Why did you decide to just start yeah. taking photos of everything Yeah, and sharing it with everybody?
1: Yes, yeah, so I initially started because I just wanted to like learn photography. And since I had my phone and now phones have cameras in them and they're actually decent cameras, at least on the iPhone, I I use that to kind of teach myself and learn from others. And that's why I like Instagram is I can learn from other people. People Like someone recently on Instagram edited a whole bunch of photos and put that like on YouTube and put it in his like, Instagram story and that was like interesting. And so I've learned a lot from just watching other people, you both included, and then having my phone in my pocket, and can just get it out and start to experiment. So it started that way and then it also started through a test where I realized that I was on my phone a lot. And even when I was walking and I'm like so clumsy and I've been hit by several cars in my life, Um, nothing serious, but it scares my friends and I, and watching other people do this now, now that I'm trying not to do that as much, like it's no wonder there's more accidents. Like people will just go into the street on their phone. And I used to do that and I would miss all the details and would miss some amazing things about my city. So it started out as a test of like, okay, like one, I can put my phone away, which is kind of ironic because then to take photos, I take out my phone <laughs> but I try to keep my phone in my pocket and just like observe and watch and then I notice like different speakeasies or different like corners and then to remember it I try to take a photo of it so I think Instagram and photography has forced me to see DC in a new light like every day as cheesy as that sounds but it, it is very true it like makes I totally me agree. fall in love with the city yeah every single day And I've been here for 12 years and I'm not bored yet living in DC
2: it's true that's how i got into instagram is like it made me have a new love for the city because you're looking at things differently because you're trying to figure out how to present it on your feed or like when i first started my feed was awful but it was it just motivated and inspired me to get out and revisit all those places that i had seen with you know family in town you go to all the tourist things but then you don't do them on your own so it kind of got me back out Mm and doing that stuff so
0: that's awesome yeah I mean, how do you – so do you normally edit your photos or uh...
1: – I, I I do, yeah. So I just – I edit it within the Instagram app usually. Oh, wow, yeah. And the tools have gotten really good now. Yeah, the tools are great. And At first, I, I couldn't do that. And at that stage in my life, I also didn't care. And I was so new. and like, taking crooked photos that I would just like post whatever, and they're awful. But now, like – and I'm grateful that now that I'm more interested in it, Instagram is up their game in terms of editing as well. So I'll just like edit it in the app. Um, I do have Photoshop of my – Computer for work because I, I need that for work and so I have yet to post an edited photo from there on Instagram so what I put up post on Instagram is just edited with an app and I also like for me like also with my job I like can't do sponsor posts like things like that and um but I also enjoy that where I will, will turn down requests for sponsor posts and part of that is also just for me it's a hobby and I always wanted to keep it as a hobby and that forces me to kind of like post whatever I want and versus being obsessed with, oh, is someone going to like this? Because sometimes I'll post something and I, I I like it. And people are like, oh, I don't really care. Especially about like the neighborhood I live in, I think is cool. But, um, but there's yet to have some cool things happen to the neighborhood. So if I post a photo from there, some people are like, oh, like, what? They just like don't like it. <laughs> this is in so, D.C. Yeah, so it's nice that it's a hobby where I'm like, oh, I like don't care because I want to post about my neighborhood. Yeah, so.
0: the photo walk down in that area was really uh, interesting. I've never really been there, so.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, let yeah, have fun. Yeah, recently we did a photo walk there. and um, We're talking about Southeast D.C. Yes, yes so Southeast yeah, Southeast D.C. Yeah, Southeast down there, east of the river, Southeast D.C. and Anacostia, which I live close to. And they're getting their first Starbucks, too. Yes, we are, we are. And actually, I just found out, so we're getting our first standalone Starbucks, which Ooh. for that neighborhood is a big deal. I moved from capitol hill and if i found out that we were getting a starbucks i'd be like i definitely won't go there because there's like all these other great coffee shops there but for that neighborhood that's huge and that's actually going to be a training starbucks for the area oh wow and so most baristas will start out there which also means the starbucks is cheaper and so
2: how incentive you know to go this? to
1: Anacostia through. <laughs> so I go to, well, I'm such a nerd. I go, I love like my neighborhood. I go to the, I'm part of a paying member of our neighborhood association and I go to their meetings. Oh wow. And so at these meetings, I learn so many things about our neighborhood, which is a lot of fun. But
2: I think, I think that what we've learned about you over the years of getting to know you and being friends with you is that you have a deep desire to explore everything about your surroundings. Your An elite Yelpist, Mm -hmm. I am. Yelp
1: a Yelp elite. I mean, you
2: clearly like and and are driven to not only explore for yourself, but to share what you find Mm -hmm. with whoever's reading or following or looking at your your accounts. So, how how do you? Why do you do this? I mean, why do you why do you have such a drive to? seek this stuff out, learn from it and support it by highlighting it and kind of lifting it up in your own?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good question. I think it was initially my upbringing. So I grew up, I'm an American, but grew up in Muslim Russia my whole life. And even before that, my parents, my family would move often. And then my parents being American, we visit the United States once every every five years. And I went to boarding school in Germany and I've traveled a lot just because of that lifestyle. And when you move around a lot, You can choose to either have a bad attitude about that, especially as a kid, or a good attitude. And often I choose the bad attitude route. (laughs) And so, but then once I got there, I realized, oh, this is actually an interesting place. I would go out and explore. So all growing up, any place you visited or even moved to, I would go out and try to explore the cool things of a city, even if it wasn't a cool place at all. Like something, there has to be something cool about it. And I'm glad my parents taught me that or kind of forced me to have that mindset. Whereas now, like, I do think wherever you live, you can make the most of it for at least two years. There'll be enough of, like, two years of content to explore, even if it's this tiny town. And D.C., like, it's constantly changing. And it's interesting to see, like, the businesses that come in here, but also the people of D.C., I find the most fascinating. And then getting to know them and their passions you then get to introduce to the businesses they like or the bars they like to hang out at or the neighborhoods they're passionate about. And so it really does it forces me to have a good attitude about where I live and not kind of get stuck in this mundane routine of life and which is why I explore and try to do photography because it's more I guess for me to force myself to fall in love with DC every day. Yeah, especially
0: biking and stuff, you definitely are going to like see more than the average person.
1: Yeah, I did get involved. Like, I moved into DC in 2007 and like was the biggest advocate of it. And I first moved to a neighborhood called Ballston in Arlington, Virginia, which at the time I thought was so cool. And I would always tell people about it. And now that I moved into the city, everyone's like, dude, like Boston's like <laughs> not that great. And like, if you live there, like I don't want to offend anyone there. I actually enjoyed it when I was there, but I moved from there to Mount Pleasant in the Northwest, a neighborhood I love and just became obsessed with DC. But even Boston, I found some cool things there. And I always want to have that mentality. But after a few years of, since I moved to DC, there was like probably six months where I had such a bad attitude. I forget why, but I'm like, you know what? I actually don't like DC. And I remember a friend who would often visit That she visited and she's like, this is the first time you've been like negative about DC. And she was really concerned. But I'm grateful to say there's only six months out of my now (laughs) 12 years that I did not love DC so much. The rest I truly have loved and I continue to love it. And even having moved to southeast DC, I love even more because it's such a different place and it's a big enough city where you have everything, but small enough where you can get to know your neighborhood and invest, but also bike from Southeast DC to northeast DC, then to northwest and then southwest and see the entire city.
2: It's so fascinating. I didn't realize that you moved around so much and so I see how you Are with your daughter now she just turned two she did yep tuesday so i love to see now that i know that like i can totally see you doing the same with her you're taking her on all these journeys with you and adventures and i i often see you posting like we were up at dawn or whatever (laughs) because she gets up at that hour so um how do you navigate as a young as a parent to a young child like how do you navigate not making your instagram feed completely about addy
1: yeah good question
2: i mean so many parents i mean their feed becomes their kid
1: exactly yeah and i think she
2: makes appearances she does she does she's not
1: yeah i was very i wanted to be very intentional about that because for one i've been very open in my writing and on my social media about the fact that Addie was a surprise baby I'm a wife and I truly do love children but we're truly not planning on having our own and so we're in the one percent that (laughs) had had a child that that wasn't expecting it and so I think part of that we because we never wanted our own children we didn't want to be have our entire identity wrapped around it and also being in the other side of not having kids like I love my friends who have children but it it I don't want to see your kids all the time on, 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 on social media, and, and I still love them. But a lot of my friends, like and myself as well, still are like, "Great! Like your kid said their first word. Like every kid says their first word." And so I wanted to go into that. I wanted to be sensitive to people who like either aren't like don't have children or don't want kids or don't like kids. And so I wanted to make sure that Addie would, of course. I, I love being a dad. Now that I am a surprise dad, but like I love her and I want to honor her and. But I don't want my feed just to be about, like, photos of her. So she actually does have her own Instagram account because my mother wants me to post <laughs> all the time about, about Addie. And that's a private account that um, people who, who know her can, can follow. And, and, but I'm not as consistent there. But for my feed, like, I want to make sure at least, like, Addie's not in it all the time. So she's usually – I was scrolling through my feed recently, and I posted about her because it was her birthday And then one previous one before that. But then there's a wide gap of... She gets one
0: time a year. Yeah,
1: once a year. Yeah, Sorry, (laughs) Addie. You can suck
2: it up. (laughs) Just (laughs) kidding. Well, we always love... Because you bring her to Instameets occasionally. I do. And it offers us new material. Yeah. We can take photos of her running around. Yeah. Great time.
1: And and that's been fun in D.C. Because I think compared to other cities, especially like in the Midwest where my family now lives, there's there's so many children and I'm always surprised that even some cities are just built around kids and my DC ness kind of comes out where recently I was in as Michigan, at a museum and in line for this interactive exhibit and all these kids cut in line. And my like DC ness came out being like, Excuse me, I'm like I don't care if you're six, like I was here first. I've been waiting here forever. But in that city, like kids rule society. And so like the parents are like, dude, like they're six, like let them cut in line. Whereas in D.C., even if you have kids, like, no, like, I'm sorry, Addie, like, you need to wait your turn. And, and so I'm grateful that in D.C. there, there aren't as many kids and the society isn't kind of built around children. Cause there's a lot of people here who don't want have kids or maybe can't have children. Like you have to be sensitive to all that. And so bringing her to Instameets, I found, I've found that some people like don't want to be around kids and that's totally cool. But a lot of people do, and since they're not with kids all the time, they are excited mm-hmm. to go to like one instant meet like with 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 a kid. <laughs> so and Addie does like to explore. I think we, especially being on maternity leave for my wife and I had paternity leave, we both don't like staying inside. So even being new parents, we're like we cannot hibernate. So we went to so many museums and would just take Addie with us. And now she truly loves going outside. At a recent snow day, we were inside for like two hours, all going stir crazy, and Addie went to the door, got dressed, and said outside like we have to go so we we went outside and went to the Hirshhorn museum it was awesome and so she definitely has her top three favorites and we recently went to the national museum of african-american history and culture which is one of her favorite museums and that was a blast and she just like ate it up and we'll definitely go back there many times do you
0: still need tickets or
1: I know, actually. So okay. it's off-season now. Oh. So they recently changed this. So up for this month, through the end of February, during the week, Monday through Friday, you can just walk in anytime. Oh, wow. So on Tuesday, we did that. The first day, back from the government shutdown. And so we welcomed everyone back into um, that museum. And Addie did realize it was her birthday and learned a few new words that day. <laughs> and she literally went up to every security guard and went, Addie! birthday sing and literally every security guard sang her happy birthday <laughs> even the more cranky ones and yeah. it was actually like really cool and um we had it, such a, a good blast. good first day back for them great first day back <laughs> wow, so <that's> hopefully <laughs> Does so, she
2: show any sort of interest in photography when she sees you pull up camera?
1: She she does now actually yeah. the last three months now the moment I put out my phone she runs up to me and goes
2: cheese and
1: <laughs> makes a very cheesy but I think adorable and get unbiased of um, smile which is really fun so and she does have her own phone which is a remote control for these lights we have in her room But she's always asking for uh, what his phone <laughs> I know right yeah she's on Instagram she has her own iPhone
0: <laughs> in her car downtown yeah.
2: Tesla (laughs) soon. Totally, totally.
1: This is the new generation right here. (laughs) And you do have a job, right? I mean, I do. (laughs) I know, I know. People always (laughs) ask. So, like, I think that's where a lot of the energy comes in place. And I love the Post, and they are a very flexible workplace. But I do actually have like a nine to five job. And, um, but a lot of jobs at the Post and I think in general and in city settings, you can kind of make your own hours. So my boss often lets me go to different events and I just like make up the hours. Oh, that's amazing. And, um, but, and also working downtown, I love working downtown because it's so close to so many different neighborhoods in D.C. So it actually makes it when you bike, you can bike from downtown to DuPont in just a few minutes to the National Mall.
0: So you bike from Southeast to the mm-hmm. Post, I post yes, every day. I most. do.
1: Mm-hmm. Like even today. I so not today because it was snowing, okay. and um and it was actually really icy. I like slipped twice, so I'm like so, I will eat it. So the I temperature
0: doesn't affect you with the snow, will? Yeah, the
1: snow will. Yeah, because yeah, it makes it slippery, and I'm because I'm so clumsy. I would probably get hit by a car. If, That's like a five mile bike ride, right? Or, it is. Yeah, and okay. actually one advantage of Southeast as well is I do Capital Bike Share. I'm original member of Capital Bike Share. Okay, I'm proud of that. That makes more sense, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and they're awesome bikes, but now they have electric bikes, and which are hard to find west of the river, but east of the river at my dock. Almost every day there oh, is wow. a electric bike and that cuts down. I can bike from Southeast DC to the Washington Post in twelve minutes. Oh wow. On an electric bike. That's yeah, awesome. which is faster than the metro. Faster I see them than the car. all the time,
0: but I'm always like I never see them at the dock and I'm like
1: yeah, yeah. That or they're always broken. Whereas oh. literally in like in Fairmont specifically. At the intersection of Minnesota and Pennsylvania, you will always find an electronic <laughs> bike. I should not have Your said that. Out. Now I know. Now someone's she gonna take it. Take it. it. <laughs> but
0: when do you wake up? Like four a.m. Waiting for waiting there for it to show up.
1: I know. I know. I, sh- I should. I should. Actually, that's one advantage of for us like being parents, because Addy wakes up early, and it's forced me to be a morning person. So now I'm like, great. I have even, and I'm and I'm a night owl. So now I have even more hours to explore because I get up <laughs> so early.
2: Like, how many hours of sleep do you get a day?
1: I get seven. So I've realized that, which isn't too bad. So I, most days I get seven. I feel
2: like you're up. 22
1: hours a day <laughs> i know it, it, sometimes it does do. it does feel that way so i do go to a gym class that's really early it starts at 5 a.m and so wait, i actually wait wait. you go to the gym <laughs> i do and then you bike yeah yep. and yeah then, so okay. that's part of getting 20 <laughs> 20 000 steps a day at a, at a minimum as i have to do that i have to go to the gym and um and i also i think the one advantage of having a surprise baby both my wife and i are pretty independent so like great like what's because it's not part of our entire identity let's preserve other parts of our identity so we have a whole system in place where every once a week i get a free night where i can go out and do whatever i want and sometimes i just do that and explore. I'll like call a friend and we'll just like grab our phones or cameras and go to a neighborhood and just explore. And that's my free night. And then my wife gets a free night. We go on one date night every week, which could look different. Sometimes it's like at home watching Netflix and chilling. And <laughs> just oh, kidding. This is a <laughs> video, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. I know. <laughs> totally. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> and um, or sometimes it's meeting up with friends, but it's like a day it's a day night for she and I. And then we have I guess we'd have an extra night and then weekends, we'd be strategic, but because we're both independent and value that we are very much like a team. So we do like true co-parenting where we also want to work out. So she gets to go to her class. I'm with Addie, and then I got to go to my class when she's with the baby. So it makes it a lot more manageable. Again, I say that having just one, and I understand for the parents out there when you have more than one, it complicates <laughs> things. But we're enjoying life. Yeah, you're making one. it sound just like such a breeze. Like <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, got all this time, got all this sleep. I'm <laughs> totally the
1: right. Though they- no, to be honest, like when we found out we were going to be surprise parents, so many parents had horror stories where it made us wonder, like, does anyone enjoy being parents? And even like to this day, some of my friends, they look like a bus at them every day because they have like three <laughs> kids, and then they tell me they're going to have a fourth kid, and I'm like, and they're excited about it. They don't seem excited about it, but they're like saying they're excited about it. But I'm always like, dude, like you. Look like a bus hit you every day, <laughs> and so I'm I'm grateful that I just have one. But it's because of all the horror stories I, we thought it would be a lot harder than than it's been. And Addie's a, a more chill child, which makes it easier. But I'm glad that people told us it would be the worst thing ever because it's not the worst thing ever. And so now we have a different baseline. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay. So we all know that you travel a lot, you travel a lot for work and just for your own pleasure, right? Mm -hmm. You all make an effort to go on family vacations. You started when Addie was pretty little, like very young, I think. Very young. Yeah. Um, So how do you approach your travel itinerary? Do you approach it from a photography standpoint? Do you think about, I have this trip coming up, how am I going to approach what I see and do? Do you look at it through like a lens or do you just sort of happen to have your lens
1: with you and yeah. You document it. Yeah, kind of a mix of both. So we, because travel is so important to both my wife and I, both she and I travel probably once every four weeks for our jobs. And then we personally travel a lot. And my wife works in the hotel industry. So it makes traveling a little bit easier which is nice but our first trip with our daughter was when she was 12 weeks old we went to Cuba and I documented that for the Washington Post and that trip was very much actually played her advantage because she was so young We she just slept all the time and so we just strapped her to our chest and we just walked for hours and hours and hours because <clears throat> so actually having a kid is actually easier to travel if you just walk which is perfect because for me that means I can just strap her on and go to alleys and as creepy as that sounds <laughs> and just like walk for hours and hours, and to me, that's that's vacation. That's what I love about traveling. So probably a mix of both. And I did do some research beforehand. I love the website Atlas Obscura because it has oh, some yeah. of like the most. I like the random things in, in a city, and usually they're the best things to to photograph. That so I'll do some research. Why your stories are
0: so great with so much detail and like things like that, and
1: like exactly that, that that and research. Yeah, yeah, I love research. Actually, me and um a guy named Frenchy Yankee on Instagram, who's gone to some IGDC events, we were talking how we both love. Research and you find the best things. And even like today, in a meeting that um, I was multitasking, I was paying attention to the, at the <laughs> meeting, but I was going in on Google Maps in a different neighborhood called Marshall Heights, which is in Southeast DC, and just going street by street and seeing what I could find. And that's a good way to research. Research local blogs, Alice Obscura. And I try to plan out an itinerary, but my wife likes to not have an itinerary at all. So we try to do a mix of both, but I do approach it from a photography lens where like, what are the things I definitely want to go in and photograph, especially if it's an abandoned building. I love abandoned buildings. (laughs) They're so cool to photograph and there's some amazing abandoned things. Even in DC, actually, in my neighborhood, there's a few abandoned houses that are really fun to photograph. Do you go inside? I have, yeah, which recently this is Legally, one, you
0: can't disclose this.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. Shoot, am I going to get in trouble? There is one. It's actually amazing. It has. It's on a hill in southeast D.C. in a neighborhood called Randall Heights, which has amazing historic homes, and it was abandoned for years, and it's a huge property right by a school on a hill overlooking... The, uh, the whole city so you can see everything and there is a small like crack that someone did eventually <laughs> open and so i was able to slip through there and it's multi-levels and um and i think growing up in russia I'm a little bit more fearless i'm like all right even if i get hurt it's worth it so explored all the rooms <laughs> and like anything for the gram. yeah anything for the gram truly and it was amazing and there's a barn in the backyard but a few months ago it got sold to a developer and they're going to tear down the whole thing and build something something else Oh, yeah, Starbucks hopefully a coffee shop out, yeah. Yeah,
2: another Starbucks mixed <laughs> juice condo
1: building. yeah probably probably <laughs> but so there's there's not as many left but there are a few abandoned places especially in southeast DC so. well,
0: Austin I want to thank you uh, for joining us um, it's been a good good
1: talk yeah thanks Absolutely. for having me how you guys people? are awesome how can people find you what do you prefer Twitter, Instagram definitely Instagram and again it's Austin K graph with an F <laughs> two F's not an S <laughs> And same uh,
0: on Twitter and everything else? Yes, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, consistent awesome. on Facebook, on Twitter as well. And Yelp, and Yelp. On Yelp as well, yeah, I love being a Yelp elite <laughs> and Google Maps as well, which you're, you're a Google yes, guide, right? Yes. A
0: local guide? It's a, it's a lot of fun to upload to all those
1: sites. Oh, yeah. it's so funny. It's all based on point systems, so, which motivates me. And it's all just like <laughs> holding the carrots in front of you. and It's amazing. But definitely follow IGDC as well and some guy Go Golightly as well because they're awesome and truly they're an inspiration, um, which is why I was honored to be on this podcast. So I think everyone in DC follows both of you and have learned a lot about this city, but also people and photography, f- photography from the both of you. So thank you. Oh, thank Appreciate you. it. Awesome. Thank you so really much. We
2: loved having you. So thank you for taking the time. Let's
1: do it again. Stay wired.
2: <laughs> Stay wired. That's right. Keep on exploring. <laughs>